Happy Friday, KMA Land, and it's time for the Double X Factor. I'm Sandy, and I'm closing out this week's topic of emotional immaturity. When I was here on Wednesday, I teased that I'd be sharing some coping mechanisms we can develop when we are raised by emotionally immature parents. Now again, this is not about blaming your parents. It's about self-discovery and why you may be showing up in adult relationships in ways that don't serve you. If you want to take a deep dive into this topic, I highly recommend the work of clinical psychologist Lindsay Gibson. There's several books out there by her. We develop coping strategies when we are emotionally lonely. There are two main ways that people cope with emotionally immature upbringings. Two siblings in the same family can have the very opposite responses to a lack of emotional connection. Some internalize and some externalize. Now, internalizers may have very deep needs for connection, have strong emotion, be very tuned in to how others feel if things are off. They may blame themselves even when it isn't their fault. They often sort of self-abandon to put others first or maybe like some people-pleasing. Also, perfectionism can be a coping strategy for internalizers. While externalizers look outward for someone to blame, they look outside themselves for solutions and tend not to take in information others are giving them that can improve a relationship. They may be emotionally unavailable or avoidant. Now, in order to develop your own emotional maturation, no matter what coping mechanisms you have developed in your upbringing, you have to build your own self-awareness and your own emotional reactions. So, as Spencer and I talk about here all the time, managing your own stuff is the first key in personal growth, not getting someone else to change. You need solid ground of who you are to stand on when dealing with emotionally immature people in your life. Handling yourself with these difficult people is hard for anyone, and they can be very defensive and have lots of tactics that pull you right into the weeds with them. When you have a good understanding of yourself and how emotional immaturity works, It does help you manage your own expectations and your own growth. Lindsay Gibson suggests that you detach and observe what they're doing. You don't have to respond right away when an emotionally immature person is coming at you in some way. Then express what you need to express and let go. Don't go into it with the idea you're going to change them or the relationship. Maintain enough management sense to know it's up to you to try to have the interaction go the way you want it to. In other words, You don't expect an emotionally immature person to be emotionally open or emotionally reciprocal because you'll just feel frustrated and invalidated. The goal has to be clear communication, not a satisfying emotional exchange because you're probably not going to get it. So it's about boundary setting. And this is big, stepping out of the rescuer role. It's about maintaining an optimal distance to stop the drain that emotionally immature people can create on you. They can be pretty provoking. Now, I'm going to ask Spencer where we might go with our next topic, but there's a word she and I were kicking around here that we both were having some trouble with, compromise. So uh, we'll chat it over and then I'll get back to you next week. Till then, later.